This Seattle Medium podcast is sponsored by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.ctacshops.com. Health officials are warning tens of thousands of residents in King County with Apple Healthcare that they may be at risk of losing their coverage if they don't take action by May 31st. And with this morning to talk about this issue is Daphne Pye with Public Health Seattle, King County. Good morning, Daphne. Good morning, Chris. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Um, Daphne, this could be a major issue for many residents in the area, as I understand that over 100,000 King County residents were enrolled in Apple Health over the course of the COVID-19 pandemic. Exactly. So what happened during the pandemic, states were allowed to keep people on Apple Health or Medicaid regardless of their income status. And so individuals didn't have to submit a renewal. So we did that for almost three years. And then as of March 31st, March 31st, the federal government said, you know, they could no longer do that. That now every state had to determine and ensure that folks on Apple Health were truly eligible for Apple Health. And so we estimate, the estimates are that there are probably about 104 to 120,000 people who are on Apple Health who are not eligible. Wow. And, and Daphne, let, let's step back for a minute and, and kind of talk about sure. Apple Health right now. You know, mm-hmm. what is it, who's eligible, and what are some of the basic highlights or benefits of the program or plan? No. Yeah, Apple Health is a great program. We call it Apple Health. That's the state name for it really Medicaid. But what it is, is there's Apple Health for adults, there's Apple Health for children, Apple Health for pregnant women. Those are the main categories. But under Apple Health, you get coverage for medical, dental, vision, prescription, um, drug and alcohol counseling. All that's covered. You have no co-pays. You have no co-insurance. And prior to um, the the pandemic in, in King County, right, our uninsured rate for kids was like 2% because most of the families are either getting insurance at their jobs or they had their kids on Apple Health because Apple Health is such a generous program. Kids can get braces if it's, if braces is, if it's medically necessary. They cover for vision. They get coverage for glasses. So it's a great program. For adults, you know, if you're income eligible, you're going to be able to get coverage for the same thing, medical, dental, vision, prescriptions. I mean, it's going to be covered. So those programs are very generous. Yes, they're based on income guidelines for all of the programs, but it's still, um, we're one of the few states that actually wrote out a Medicaid program for adults. So now we have the Medicaid program for adults. We have the Medicaid program for children. And the beautiful thing about the children's program, it it doesn't matter someone's immigration status. Um, If they're here and they're living in Washington State, they meet income guidelines, they're gonna be eligible for children medical. Same thing with pregnancy medical. So if a woman is pregnant, 
regardless of her immigration status, we have a wonderful pregnancy medical program. And even now with the pregnancy medical program under Apple Health, once the woman delivers her baby, she's going to get a full 12 months of continuous coverage under pregnancy medical. So these programs for Apple Health are very, very generous. Right. Now, uh, Daphne, just because you're enrolled mm-hmm. in Apple Health doesn't necessarily mean that you are not that you were in jeopardy of losing your coverage. Is that correct? That's correct. So what we have to do is what the state's trying to do. What healthcare authority does is prior to anyone coming up for enrollment, they try to auto enroll, which means that they're looking at all of the state system, all of the state data, and they're looking to see, is this individual or family still eligible? If they're still eligible, they do what's called auto enroll. And they get a letter that basically says, we're continuing your enrollment. You are still eligible. Then what happens is if they can't determine the income eligibility, they send them a renewal letter. And in the renewal letter, they're just saying, hey, you know, we can't verify your income. Please send us an income documentation. That individual, the family, they can send in the income documentation, and they still may be eligible for Apple Health. So although it says potentially 104,000 to 120,000 people could be cut off throughout the year, doesn't mean that's correct. Because you've got to look at the individual circumstances, the income. We know that during COVID, people's income changed. We know, and they look at data systems that may not be updated. So there's a lot of reasons and ways that folks can still stay on and may still be eligible for Apple Health. Mm. Now, I understand the notices were sent out to people about their renewal statuses, and I believe that might have started in March or so. Is that correct? It started at the, yeah, in the March or the first week of April. So people were getting that notice. Um, they're trying to send it out at least 60 days in advance. So folks that got their notices would be individuals who would lose their coverage as of, um, April, as of May 30th. What we do know in King County, for example, there's about 30, about 32,000 people got a notice. Between 31, 32,000 people got a notice, a renewal notice at the end of beginning of April, end of March, saying that they needed to renew their coverage. So we do know that in King County. What we also know is, for example, you know, we always talk about the Apple Health Unwind, and we always say, you know, the most the people that are going to be most affected are going to be people of color. And we say that is because a lot of times, especially within the Black community, we move, we don't report our address, we forget to turn in our renewal, and we have what's called the churn. Right? We go on, we go off. Because of the unwind, you know, because of this staying on, people were able to keep their coverage. So now what we try to do, Chris, is we try to look, we try to be really proactive. We try to get some reports from the state that say, okay, can you at least tell us, we know there's about 32,000 that got the notice. Can you drive it down by zip code? So what we know, for example, like folks that are that are on Apple Health right now, they're going to renew, lose their coverage as of May 30th if they don't send in that renewal. If they live in, in 98118, so South Seattle in that area, there's about 1,000 people that are coming up for renewal. Um, in 98122, that's about 550 people that got their renewal. 98144, about 530 people got their renewal letter. Places like Renton, you know, where our community is kind of moving, we know about uh, 1,800 people got a renewal notice. So now what we're trying to do, really hard trying to do, is really do that targeted messaging in the Renton area, in the South Seattle area, in the Central area to say, if you got a renewal, go in, update your information, complete your renewal, don't lose your coverage. But let's say someone does that, Chris, and they say, well, it says I was over income. 
It's not the end of the world because if you're not eligible for Apple Health, you've got to know your options. So you could be eligible to get a qualified health plan. And yeah, qualified health plans is different from Apple Health, right? Apple Health is beautiful. Medical, dental, vision, one package. You know, when you go into a qualified health plan, you get coverage for your medical, but you can get help paying your premium. And so we want to be able, if folks are over income for Apple Health, we want them to know their options. We want to look at a qualified health plan for them and really help them have that continuity of care. Right. And Daphne, uh, I guess a couple of questions for you. Uh, first sure. of all, you you talked about some of these, but I really wanted to talk about, you know, some of the challenges that people face when it comes to the notification, because mm-hmm. like you said, I know there's some issues with maybe people having access to the internet or maybe, um, mm-hmm. You know, just being able to uh, get receive the notice because we have so many families, especially when you talk about families of color, where they're kind of transitionary families, which means they might transition from location to location. And sometimes the address mm-hmm. that they might use might as a permanent address might be uh, a, a family address, but not necessarily where the person actually resides, if that makes sense. Well, I know it makes sense to you because you deal with it all the time. And the uh, and the other thing is, I think that's important to stress is that, you know, from working with uh, public health over the last few years, you know, I know um, that you all are trying to make sure that there are a, a, enough options for people to have health insurance. So it's not like you said, if they're not eligible for the Apple Health, which is a great program, that there's not something that may be available for them to fit into uh, if they're no longer eligible for Apple Health. Right. And some of the barriers are, Chris, we know that during the pandemic people moved and we know their addresses didn't get updated. We know that. Um, that's huge. And you're right. Some people don't have Internet. Um, some people don't, you know, they don't want to do it on their cell phones. They have limited minutes on their cell phone. Why I want to go online and try to renew and use up my minutes. We know those things. So what we try to do is, one, we have a phone number, our, the CHAP line, the Community Health Access Program line, navigators, are on the phone, and they can enroll folks over the phone. So I'll give you that number. It's 1-800-756-5437. So that's one option. The second option is that we have outreach locations people can walk into. We have one in Federal Way. We have one in downtown Seattle. The third option is we have events in the community. So like tonight, we're at the new, we're at the Skyway Resource um, pop-up events that are up in Skyway, right up there in Skyway by the Skyway Fire Department, where the Skyway Library is at. Navigators will be at that event. We're going to be at a whole bunch of Juneteenth events. We have a schedule online on our website where folks can go in and they can look at our website or they can call us at 1-800-756-5437. We're happy to tell them where a navigator is at. Our Federal Way storefront sits right there in Federal Way next to Trader Joe's. Um, so that's where our staff are at. They're there tomorrow. So they're going to be staffing that that's going to be working there tomorrow. So we really try to be in the community. The other thing is that we also have other navigator organizations that are part of the King County Navigator Network. So individuals could go into, if they get their here at Country Doctor, we have navigators there that can do their renewals. They go to Rainier Park Medical, they go to Neighbor Care, they go to Health Point, any of those places. We have navigators there sitting at those locations to help people get their insurance. So we really try to have a, a huge bandwidth um, of assistance that are available for folks. 
But really, it's a lot easier for people to call us. Please call us over the phone. We can do that renewal over the phone, and we can tell them their options over the phone. All right. And, Daphne, what about people who are unsure whether or not they're actually, um, you know, in on, in the process of probably not having the health insurance, they're up for renewal, but don't know their status. They don't know if they're um, if they're eligible to continue. They, don't, they haven't received mm-hmm. the notice for whatever reason. You know, what would how can people find about find out about their personal uh, status and to renewal process? Okay, that's a really good question. So one, if they do have a computer, the one thing they can do is they can go to wahealthplanfinder.org and they can actually log into their account. Um, they can create a username and password, and it will actually bring up their account, and they'll be able to see it. And right, in, right when they log into their account, there's their dashboard, and it will tell them if they're coming up for renewal this month or it's going to say when you are coming up for renewal. The other thing is they can call us. We are happy to help them. They can call us, and we can tell them when they're coming up for renewal. If they are in the renewal process, we'll just process that renewal. So we're happy to help them do that. All right. And then, Daphne, what happens if a person misses the deadline for renewal? Um, yeah, and that re- happens. Do they, have to fully, do, they have, do they have to fully reapply over again, or, you know, what does that process look mm-hmm. like? So we have 60 days. So if they didn't do their renewal, we have 60 days to go in and update their information so they're still in the renewal. After that 60 days, um, they'll still we can, we'd have to start a new application or – um, if they're eligible for, if they're eligible, if they are truly not eligible for Apple Health, we have that 60-day window to get them a qualified health plan. So we do have a 60-day window if they did, if they missed their renewal, to go in and submit their renewal to get that continuation of coverage. So there's no gap in their coverage. All right, um, Daphne, I'm going to ask you once again to. Well, sure. well, first of all, is there anything uh, that you feel that's important people need to know that you should take away from this conversation this morning that we may not have covered or that you just want to make sure that we reemphasize? The important thing to know is you have to know your options. Renew your Apple Health. If you're not eligible for Apple Health, it's not the end of the day. Please let us find out if you're eligible for a qualified health plan. We have to reduce health disparities. We have to reduce inequities. And it starts with making sure that you maintain your coverage and the provider. So if you're not eligible for Apple Health, you could be eligible to buy a plan. And let us give you your options so you can make that real informed decision. It's just really important that you keep your health care. All right. And Daphne, finally, I'm going to ask you once again to uh, provide the the contact information uh, that people can uh, utilize to get in contact with you guys uh, regarding this issue, whether it's the phone number, the, um, uh, the website, uh, and or some of the key locations where they can walk into and get some assistance. Sure. So our phone number is 1-800-756-5437. And I'll say it again, 1-800-756-5437. We have two walk-in locations. One is at 201 South Jackson Street, and it's right on Jackson Street, between 2nd and 3rd on Jackson, next to the Metro Customer Service Office. So 201 South Jackson Street, Seattle, 98104. We also have a Federal Way office. Our Federal Way location is located right by Trader Joe's and that whole Trader Joe's um, shopping complex. That's 1643, I'm sorry, 1640. 318th place south 
in Federal Way, 1640-318 Place South in Federal Way, 98003. This weekend, right. we're going to be... Oh, okay. Go and ahead, this weekend, we're going to be at the Skyway Resource Center. Event is that pop-up event that they have once a month in Skyway. We're going to have navigators there. And if you go to our website, keencounty.gov backslash coverage, keencounty.gov backslash coverage, what you will see is you can click on find a, look, find locations in your events, and you'll be able to click on other events that the team will be at this weekend or next week or the following week. Well, Daphne, I want to thank you for joining us on today's show uh, and bringing this information to our community, but also um, just you and uh, your colleagues at Public Health Seattle, King County, about being very proactive as it relates not only to this issue uh, with the renewal process, um, but also just uh, being proactive in making sure that our community and communities of color and other underserved communities uh, are informed about their options as it relates to health care here in the greater Puget Sound area. Thank you. And just one other thing, Keith, if there's any, we are giving small grants out to organizations that are serving people on Apple Health. We, we're giving four to $5,000 for you all to help us get the word out, put things on your website, have a meeting, or let us have an enrollment event at your location. If you're interested in that, please call us. All right. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. Thank you, Chris. Um, all right. Have a good weekend. Have Thank a good day. You too. Bye-bye. We'll be right back with a message from the people to the people.